Welcome, everybody, whoever's listening right now. If you are a Celtics fan, or if you just know Celtics basketball or NBA basketball, hopefully you're wearing black because this is episode two of Celtics Weekly Recaps. We're going to talk about four games that seem like the Celtics basketball was in a funeral. We completely lacked emotion, and by emotion, I mean heart. The drive, the passion, just the energy, the willingness to win games. We lack that. Jason Tatum, by far, had the worst week, the worst absolute week possible that I have ever seen him play. And it, I don't know, this team, we lost to the worst teams in the NBA, back-to-back. I repeat that, back-to-back. We lost to the Pistons, um, 108 to 192 and we lost to the Washington Wizards yep that's right folks Washington Wizards 104 to 91 they are ranked 26 in defense and we only scored 91 points against them 25 or 50 points coming off of JB and Kemba Walker now that we cannot have we cannot have that folks now this week began on the road on the end of our five-game West road trip. And we went up against the number one in the West, surprisingly, who are the Utah Jazz. And might I add, the Utah Jazz, their brand of basketball seems similar from the past year. Nothing special. They didn't change the game for the Celtics. They didn't do anything different from my eye, from my perspective. They seem like the same old Jazz team. The only difference is the ball is out of Donovan Mitchell's hands a lot more. Their ball movement was nice. It was fluid. They were playing fast-paced basketball. And once they got the ball, they just kept on going. They kept, they were relentless on defense, and they pushed the ball down, down the court. Donovan Mitchell, he he's on my fantasy team, and he shoots a lot. That's why he doesn't get enough points for me. But in that game, he only shot 23 times. And now, now 23 is a lot, yes, but he shoots a lot more than that, I promise you. And he made half of those. So it was a really good, great game for Donovan Mitchell. He closed out the games with, like, two daggers of threes. Broke Grant Williams' ankles on the final play that sealed the game for them. It, it, was, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. That fourth quarter, we totally gave up, especially in the last three minutes. We were... Um, let's say we were like, I think we were only down like five points. And then I just, I just saw the, the, the switch. We just flipped. The Celtics just lost their heart. They lost their drive. They couldn't make any baskets. They couldn't stop anybody in those last three minutes. It was, it was kind of depressing to watch. And I was thinking to myself, do I really want to continue watching this game? And of course I did, but it was really, really bad. It was really Just a difficult game to process. Kemba Walker, once again, shot poorly of 2 for 12 from the court. Jason Tatum had the worst shooting performance this week. He shot 7 of 20 in this game, 1 of 4 from 3. And he was minus 21. You know who our highest plus or minus player was that game? Who only played 3 minutes, by the way. Jeff Teague, everybody. Jeff Teague. Round of applause for Jeff Teague with a plus one on the court. 
Golly, that was horrendous. Plus one is your highest plus or minus player? You have got to be kidding me. No, that's... No. No, no, no. Uh, although I wouldn't want to have a player of the game, it would have to go to my boy JB coming back from his two-game hiatus of, of his sore left knee. Or was it his right knee? Um, one of his knees. He was 12 of 20. He had a phenomenal game. Uh, the only one who had a nice game. He was 50% from three. 60% on the court. And he had a nice 33, 8, and 0. But, you know, it, we can't we can't win games with only three players in double-digit scoring. That would be Daniel Tice, who is our best three-point shooter. He was 5 of 6 that night. He shot 83%. Jason Tatum, who he, he has double-digit points, yes, but that's because he gets the ball the most. He shot poorly. Don't don't make that seem like it was a good game for him. No, it wasn't. He shot he shot thirty five percent from the field. That's horrible. Uh, I can't have that if I wasn't my he was on my team. And last but not least, JB who had thirty three. Um, all in all, that game showed a lot of uh things. Let's let's say because <laughs> I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it real. Okay, defensively. Our defense is horrendous. Our rotations that game was lackluster. We were like arguing, having miscommunications among us. You can see on TV, Grant Williams and Tristan Thompson barking at each other. Um, I noticed that a little bit. That was kind of, you know, a nine-year vet being told what to do by a second-year sophomore. That cannot be happening. Um, and Ru- let's talk about Rudy Gobert. See, to me, folks, Rudy Gobert is a tall, just a tall tree. In the NBA, you must have those tall trees. Yes, indeed. But tall trees are not supposed to win you the games. Now, let me tell you right now, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell won this game for them. Nobody else needed to play, and I guarantee you, a 2v5, the Jazz would have won. That's how bad we were. Rudy, Rudy Gobert sat in the paint. Waited his two seconds, got back off out of the paint, came back into the paint to defend. When people were driving, guess what? They swerved. I let me tell you that right now. They swerved out of there. Anybody that drove in saw Rudy Gobert's eyes, had his hands up. Everybody just they, they just went out, passed the ball, dribbled out of bounds, turned the ball over, just gave Rudy Rudy Gobert the ball. It was a horrendous game. Rudy Gobert literally dominated. He, there was no challenging Rudy Gobert. And I don't like Rudy Gobert. I don't think he's that good. But, you know, he killed us. Just his presence alone killed us, which is embarrassing, to say the least. Uh, I'm off that game. That game, wow, it was really poor. Now, let's go on a happy note. This was a promising game uh, that showed how the Celtics should be playing basketball. Keep in mind, though. The Raptors, they are also lacking in the big man position. With that being said, we finally saw some promise within our bench. Peyton Pritchard had a good game, and Semi um, had a good game. Semi-automatic, I call him, after this game. Both were 6 of 8 from 3. Um, both had... Um, let's see here. Semi had 24 points, and Peyton Pritchard had 20 points. They, they These two... Sealed us, sealed the game for us, basically. 
Jason Tatum, a horrendous game again, uh, shooting performance at least. He was 5 of 13, 38% from the field. Uh, the team as a whole shot a 51% from three, which was, you know, promising. This is how the game should be played. Semi had a plus 20 um, on the court, and Peyton Pritchard had a 20, plus 21, and that's why they're both sharing the player of the game against the Raptors. Kemba. Now, this game showed a lot of things about Kemba because he shot 5 of 13. Oh, no, 5 of 12 on the on the court. Okay, those five baskets that he made were threes. He had 21 points the whole night. Now, that scares me because a little interesting fact, folks, if you're watching this, you know, you're a Celtics fan. Every time the Celtics lose, you go on to that Celtics Instagram. They post that final score for you. You go into the comments. Ewan, just like the rest of us, are saying, trade Kemba Walker right now. Do whatever it takes. Get him out of there. Defensive liability. He he's washed. He can't shoot. He can't do it. Like he doesn't. He doesn't produce anything, right? And I used I used to be like, nah, nah. Give Kemba a chance. Give Kemba a chance. But this game, he was getting blocked. He was getting no calls. Every time he doesn't get a call, he flails his head back. And I, 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 let me tell you, I like Kemba Walker. I really do. But we can't have this liability on the defensive end. This, you know, is he going to have a good game or not? This, is he going to distribute the ball this time? Or is he going to shoot? Or is he going to drive and get blocked? He, his block percentage, he's getting blocked twice the amount from last year. Let me tell you that again. He's getting blocked at a rate two times bigger than last year. I heard an interesting fact during Chris Forsberg's Celtics Talk podcast. And that to me was just, wow, that's depressing. Now, although we won this game, we should we should be winning like these types of games. No, no team. We lost to the Jazz which was, you know, it's a winnable game, but I understand why we lost. But at the same time, we lost because of our inability to play defense, you know, uh, close out leads, expand leads, go into the paint, you know. We, we should have lost that game, yes. But as I'm looking through the schedule right now, I'm going to be honest, we should be 21-5. and five. I can see we lose, like, two or three more games, but we should honestly be respectedly 21-5, and five, tied with the Utah Jazz. If we were playing at the caliber that we all know the Celtics can play is the key word right there. <sighs> that, was a, that was a little rant on Kemba Walker. I apologize. We'll move on from that. Now, folks, let's buckle down, tie up your seatbelt, because it's going to be a rodeo when I talk about the back-to-back losses that we had experienced to the two worst teams in the NBA. The Detroit Pistons, who surprisingly, honestly, the way they played, I don't know how they're, they're so bad. Because their bench scored 49 points for them. 49. Now, Sadiq Bey, respectively, had 30 of those points. And he was 7 of 7 on the court. Now, 
you know, it's kind of making me wondering, why didn't we draft him? You know, we drafted Neesmith instead. I thought we were supposed to be on the, you know, win now, help us now, you know, not wait for the future. We're not playing Neesmith that often. He didn't play this game. He didn't really play against the Raptors, only had, the, you know, the scrub minutes. Didn't play against the Jazz. He didn't play... He didn't play against the Clippers. He didn't play against the Suns. He didn't. He didn't play against the Kings. He didn't play. You know, he didn't play a lot of games. And we're not using him. We're not utilizing his skill set, which is to shoot. But when he does get the opportunity to go in and play, his shot looks horrendous. People, now let me tell you right now. I'm gonna be frank. When his shot goes down, it looks clean. But when his shot goes off, it's not a. It's not a. Oh, that should have went in. It's a, oh my God, why did you shoot that, boy? It's off the back of the rim, out of an air ball, hitting the glass, nothing but the glass. That is not the 50% on, on threes from college, from what I've heard. Now, um, we absolutely got crushed physically and mentally this game. You know, uh, at the second second quarter, we were down by i think it was 17 or it it was a big number it was something like that and we slowly crept back up and by by halftime we only got down by 2 and i was like okay we're not going to choke this game we're here we go we're going to build it back up we had the momentum coming coming into the second the second half and nope i got i got slapped in the face oh my god sadiq bay could not be stopped uh, Delon Wright could not be stopped. He had 22 points. He shot seven out of nine. Anybody that was on him, he blew past Sammy. He blew past Kemba. He blew, um, blew, well, I, I, I see how heated I am right now. He, <laughs> let me slow down. The point of the matter is that we couldn't play defense on a man by the name that goes by Delon Wright. We literally made a name for him that game. And for Pistons fans, that's great. That's the point guard they've always wanted in DeLon Wright. But for us Celtics fans, we're like, who is this man? Why can't we guard him? Somebody put a body on him. Nope. Now, Brad won't let that happen. We'll let him have a career night. You know, Blake Griffin, he he shot three of six. And we'll talk about that in some re, um, future videos. You know, he has decided to not play him in the Pistons. And they want to see how his future is going to go. And, um, you know, honestly, I think we should trade for him. He developed his game into becoming a stretch four, which would help us a lot. You know, um, Daniel Tice is our best shooter right now on the Celtics, which is horrendous. Now, let's talk some percentages. JB and JT, uh, not JT, Joe, let's speak of JT. JT was 9 of 22 that game, folks. 9 of 22. The whole team shot a 29.6 from the three. JT had 33 points, but let us that does not make that a good game as he shot 9 of 22. Eh, JB had 27. He was 1 of 4 from 3. He shot 50% from the field. And it, the bench bench showed us nothing, which is a reoccurring uh, kind of nuance to my eyes. I hate that our bench is this terrible. You know, last year... We thought that we had depth. It appeared to us that we did not. This year, 
with a little glimpse of Peyton Pritchard, we don't have much else. Everybody has to stay consistent for this team to win, which is a sad factor and a scary factor to realize. Now let's move on to the worst game of the week. Brought to you by the Washington Warriors, folks. Bradley Beal had a combined uh, 35 points on us, but he is not that player of the game for them. No, 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 it is. Moritz Wagner and Rui Hachimura. Defensively, we were horrendous. This was the worst game I have ever, ever witnessed. I actually did not watch, like, the final five games because the only two people that played that night were Kemba Walker and Jalen Brown, who both shot 50% on the field. Okay, Kemba Walker was 4 of 7. He shot 57.1% on the on the threes. But as a team, again, a reoccurring theme, we shot 25.7%. JT's worst game by far. He had 6 points. He had a minus 20. He shot 3 of 14 from the field. Whoa. Is it time to trade him, folks? Nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. But honestly, Moritz Wagner defensively, you know the stat. The stats on the on the stat sheet doesn't really show. He only had eleven and four, but that game we all know. If you watch that game, he destroyed us. Absolutely destroyed us. You know Westbrook had a decent game. He had he had thirteen points, nine, nine rebounds, and eleven assists. He almost had a triple double, but his shooting performance was still bad. We shot we we shot thirty five point six on the. Whole entire court while they shot 39.8. You know, both are bad, but for us, our standards are higher as Celtics fans. No offense to you Wizards fans out there, but you you did hand it to us. You had a largest lead of 25. Oh, my Lord. We were down 25 to the Washington Wizards at that point. I thought it was like the next game all over again. (laughs) That's just embarrassing, folks. Um, No, nobody in double digits outside of JB and Kemba Walker, which is horrendous. Let me let me end this one off with a with a sad fact, people. JT minus twenty, Semi minus twenty nine, Daniel Tys minus eighteen, JB minus seventeen, Kemba minus nineteen. Those two people were our best players, and they were in the minus category for a plus and minus. Grant Williams. Plus four, Tristan Thompson plus four, Aaron E. Smith plus ten. He was one of four from the three. His shot, like that, was an example of if his shot looks good, and he makes it, it looks good. But if his shot misses, it's horrendous. Hit the back of the rim. I remember. I think he airballed one, and yeah, Peyton Pritchard. That was his. But that was actually a poor game from. It was a poor game for Peyton Pritchard again. PP, if you're hearing this right now, do not wear the the leg sleeves. All right. Just keep no accessories for you, okay? Let's just keep it like that. No accessories. He was minus 11. Robert Williams was minus 17. And, you know, the best the best minutes that we had were in scrub minutes, which, you know, Carson Edwards, Javante Green, Tremont Williams, Taco, uh, you know, dwindled their lead a little bit. Well... We'll be back, folks, with a brand new segment from the From Bomb segment with a player of the week and the X Factor of the week. Stay tuned, folks. All right, folks. Now we got the From Bomb segment featuring your boy, your one and only, Mr. RJ From. 
What's up, guys? So thankful to be on the podcast today. Coming with you with the second ever From Bomb clip, and we're going to be talking about the star player of the week for the Boston Celtics. And, you know, this week was a tough week for the Celtics going one and three. Their only win coming against the Toronto Raptors and somehow losing to a Detroit Pistons squad. That is completely unexplainable, okay? That is is horrible, but we still have a player of the week this week, and his name is going to be Jalen Brown. Jalen came out this week, and he's doing what he's doing this whole year. He's still leading the Celtics in scoring at 26 points a game. He had averaging 1.3 steals, which is also leading the team. But he is doing some great stuff this year. He's in the conversation to be an all-star star- starter. I also think that he should be in there to be a conversation of maybe MVP. But Jalen Brown needs to be stepping it up, and he has been answering that call recently. And this past week with a game against the Raptors, had 10 assists. Although he did shoot 3 of 14, he still had 10 assists, which is something you don't really see out of Jalen that often. I think that is what makes him deserving of player of the week, as well with a few different games shooting above 50% from the field and scoring in the range around 30s. So that is my player of the week. And I, I don't know about you, Jimmy, but I think you agree with me with, on that. Oh, definitely. He was the only player this week that actually came to play. Like, Let's be honest. Thank you, RJ, for the From Bomb segment. And – I'm going to wrap this part up of the t- podcast with the weekly schedule. So th- this Tuesday, tomorrow, we play the Nuggets at home. Then on Wednesday, we play the Hawks. Then on Friday, we play the Hawks again at home. And then on Sunday, we're probably going to get destroyed because of Zion and Steven Adams on the road because we have no big man. Right, RJ? Yes. You have a big man of Tristan Thompson and Daniel Tice who do not know. Who are both 6'9". <laughs> Six nine or six eight, something like that. All right. All right, folks, that is it for the Celtics weekly recap. This is week two of the JKD Sports uh, podcast. And if you've made it this far, you know, thank you so much for listening. I'm hoping this project can turn out well. If you're a Celtics fan or if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, Please, please follow this on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts on. And we're going to be talking a lot of Celtics and Cowboy news. And we're also going to have a weekly episode of all sports, whether it be tennis, lacrosse, basketball, football, you name it. Maybe some soccer, too. I'm getting into some soccer over in the Premier League. Um, so, yeah, hopefully I can bring in some new friends and continue some, to create some genuine conversations about sports. If you have Twitter, follow me at JKD Sports all caps and if you have tiktok follow me on jkd sports all lowercase and with that being said boys or girls stay hungry stay humble stay ready it's been yours truly jkd sports and we're out